Hello and welcome. This is Diane Lake, your host, and I'm going to be sharing how you can understand and apply the prophetic through practical terms, practical ways, and practical means that make it relevant to everyday life so that you can prepare the way for the Lord's purposes to manifest in the earth. This is Preparing the Way, the Practical Prophetic. Hey guys, welcome to episode 35, titled, Watch for your prophetic promises to be fulfilled and his glory to fall. In my last episode, number 34, I told you about an intriguing dream that I'd had. So for some of you, the first part of this episode 35 will be a bit of review because I'm going to share that dream again. But this word is so alive, it's hard to describe. Because what's exciting is that I'm already seeing some dramatic things happen in my life that are directly linked to that dream and to the word I shared in that episode. So the review will be worth it, trust me. And then after that, I'm going to share some personal testimony about some things that are happening in our lives, my husband and I. And also, I'm going to bring you some new revelation that links to that word as well. It's like in the time since I brought you that episode 34, it's like the Lord has continued to build on the word in that dream, adding on to it and expanding the revelation. So, you know, sometimes the Lord will do that. It's not that you brought an incomplete word in the beginning. It's just that it expands and grows. So I always love that when it happens. So it's not like I don't have something new to share. There's a reason I'm going to review something in the beginning here. All right, then let's review that dream. So I told you it was like I was invited into someone else's house. And yet at the same time, there was a sense of ownership as well in regards to three separate orchid plants that I was taken to view. It was as if I owned them or if I was somehow responsible for them in some way. Incredibly, one by one, these three orchids had all bloomed on the same day, each one producing one remarkably large and beautiful bloom. Each bloom had an overwhelming fragrance, as if out of this world. I remember burying my face in one and inhaling its scent. And I remembered thinking that this must be what heaven smelled like. The scent was so overpowering that as I awoke, I was surprised to find out it wasn't real, that I'd been dreaming. I think that's probably happened to you at times, right? When that dream is so alive. The scripture that the Lord brought to mind as I prayed and meditated on this dream was Jeremiah 1. 11 and 12. So let me read that in the Amplified. I really like how it says it. It reads, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? So of course, Jeremiah. And I said, I see the branch of an almond tree. Then the Lord said, back to Jeremiah, You have seen well, for I am actively watching over my word to fulfill it. So remember, I told you that I've heard the Lord say repeatedly that we are in a season of fulfillment and commentary sources that I consulted explain that the poetry of the symbols used in this passage in Jeremiah is of exquisite beauty. It's in harmony with the words of hope that Jeremiah sees as he sees the almond bough because with its bright pink blossoms and its pale green leaves, it's a token of an early spring rising out of the dreariness of winter. 
The name of the almond tree that's used here is the poetical name, not the common name, and it makes the symbol even more expressive. The name used was the watcher, the tree that hastens to awake, the Hebrew shikad. I don't know if that's pronounced right, but maybe it's close. To awaken out of its wintry sleep and thus expresses the divine haste which would not delay the fulfillment of its gracious promise, but would cause it, so to speak, bud and blossom and bear fruit. And I told you I've had multiple orchid plants over the years, and I can recall one in particular that hadn't bloomed in at least three years. And on the exact day that I had given up on it and went to throw it away, I discovered that a new flower spike had miraculously somehow appeared, and sure enough, a short time later, it was covered in beautiful blossoms. So don't give up, friends, on your prophetic promises that haven't bloomed. I feel like the dream of the beautiful orchid plants was not specifically for or about me, but was representative of all of those of you who have prophesied words of hope to others or have received and stewarded the same. That there were three flowers seemed important. In scripture, the number three typically resents something that is complete, perfect, or whole, as in the beauty of the Trinity. And the blooms appearing all on the same day symbolize that indeed we are in a day or a season for prophetic promises to blossom replete with the fragrance of heaven. Now this is where it gets really exciting to me because I have some personal testimony since the last episode that I want to share. So now the rubber meets the road, right? Because if we can't back this up, but I mean, usually to be honest, you don't see words being fulfilled so early. So I think I wrapped up last episode by saying, we're in a season of fulfillment, there will be no more delay. Well, in my life, there has not been any delay at all. Trust me, I'm just saying. So let's fast forward six weeks then from the time of this prophetic dream. In this short period of time, I have literally begun to see manifestations of prophetic promises and prayers answered that span almost two decades. In one instance, recently, a personal healing happened for me overnight. One night I went to bed, literally with an ongoing physical issue, and I woke up the next morning completely and visibly, this is a visible healing as well, completely and visibly healed. And there have been other breakthroughs as well. But by far the biggest instance of fulfillment in recent weeks for me and my husband brings divine restitution to an area of ongoing injustice, which involves land and inheritance. And this has been perpetuated in my family for many generations. Over and over again through the years, trusted prophetic voices have prophesied to us that the Lord would redeem this situation and somehow make it right. And if I'm honest, if me and my husband are honest, it has felt like we could potentially be Abraham and Sarah in that it seemed far, far too late to see any fulfillment of the promise. All right, things are dead here. It's not going to work, right? Then suddenly, just about practically overnight, I'm not kidding, the Lord brought fulfillment to this word about restoration to the stealing of inheritances and land in a way 
fulfillment in a way, restitution in a way that defies any logical or human explanation. It just should not have worked out the way it did. And it will bring the biggest life change in our entire 42 years of marriage. And I can't wait to see how this exciting new chapter unfolds. Now, I'll bring you more details and specifics later, I would expect. But it's just a little bit uh, premature to do that yet. So just trust me, this is a really big deal. So stay tuned. Don't miss any of the episodes. I'll tell you more. All right. So... Now, let's leave the testimony, and I want to tell you some more revelation that's been added on to this word that connects to the dream of the orchids and the scripture in Jeremiah uh, 1, 11 and 12 about the watcher and watching. I know I told you in previous episodes that an unexpected door had opened last spring for my husband to accept an assistant football coaching position at our local area high school. As I said, the head coach is a strong believer, and he's also a very good friend of ours. So one day I was praying for him, my husband, the head coach, the team, everything, praying for them. And the Lord began to speak to me from Joel chapter 2. And what I heard, and the three of us, the head coach, my, the friend, and my husband and I, we all bore very strong witness as I shared. Uh, and what I shared was that the Lord had showed me he intended to use this opportunity of these gentlemen who are strong believers coaching in this community, use it to pour out his spirit on the team, on the coaches, on the school, and the whole community. Now you can see in Joel 2, 28 and 29 where this come from comes from that says that the, the spirit will be poured out on all men. Yes, it does say also believers as you read that. That's what it would be interpreted at. But it does say first in 28, all men. So that's pretty exciting. Now, the season itself, the football season is complete now, didn't go uh, as you might have dreamed as far as winning the whole state championship. That didn't happen, but the team did make it to the playoffs, and there was definitely some positivity there. But, I mean, I couldn't even tell you all the miracles that happened along the way as far as healings and Uh, ways that the Lord used these men and my husband to influence this team. So, you know, maybe we'll talk about that more another day, but it's not the main thing right now. But uh, obviously they made a strong impact on these lives and we'll see what happens next year. But the Lord has continued to speak to me regarding this word of watching. And in a recent time of prayer for our region here in the Northwest, I would say that's Montana, Idaho, Colorado, Wyoming, even extending to North Dakota, Washington, depending how you look at it. And I do feel like this word I'm going to bring is not just for our region or I wouldn't share it on a podcast like this. I heard a rumbling as I was in prayer. And at first I'm like, what is this rumbling? It wasn't clear to me what it was. Could it be a train? Could it be an earthquake or maybe even thunder? But once again, as I prayed about what is this rumbling, the Lord brought Joel 2 to my mind, Joel chapter 2. And I knew that the rumbling was the army of the Lord. So let's read Joel 2.5 in the ESV this time, which says, As with the rumbling of chariots, they leap on the tops of the mountains like the crackling of a flame of fire devouring the stubble like a powerful army drawn up for battle. Wow, what a vivid 
word picture that creates. Now I invite you to read all of Joel chapter 2. We're not going to do that today. So if you've never done that, the context of this mighty army of the Lord who gets its strength and power because it is executing the word of the Lord, is it being obedient to what he wants? It creates quite a picture. Now the word that I heard was, I heard the Lord say, watch for surprise entry portals for my glory out of the way places, small meetings and gatherings, public locations, schools, hospitals, the marketplace, wherever my people are representing the church without walls. I heard him continue as he said, watch, watch, watch for my glory to fall. Amen. Now that is a powerful word. So as my husband had ventured out into the arena of the school as a coach, he has direct access to those kids, the community. That's the kind of thing you who think sometimes perhaps to yourself that, oh, it's the ministers or the pastors or the preachers who are perhaps the ones that are most important as far as their call and this and that. That is not it. We are way past that. I think there was a thinking one time that it's like, you're a minister or you're a lay person. It's like, no, we're all ministers. We are all part of the church. Every one of you is plugged in somewhere in that seven mountain arena, and you have direct access to the people that the Lord wants to pour his spirit out upon. Remember, he is going to pour it out on all people. And you there, in those seven mountain areas are the ones who were, will be stewarding and actually just administering the glory of the Lord as it falls. Isn't that so exciting? He trusts you to do that. He trusts me to do that. So we're at the forefront of this word. I know that. But just saying, it seems like things are happening a lot faster than they used to. So stay tuned. I don't even know what the Lord has up his great God sleeve next, but I'm excited to find out. All right. So let's just pray as we close. Lord Jesus, thank you for this word. Thank you for the anointing upon it. Thank you that even from episode 34 to 35, I can share personal testimony, dramatic personal testimony. It would just about bring tears to my eyes, to be honest, to think of all you have done in recent weeks to restore generations of injustice. It is mind-boggling. Lord, you are the one that gets the glory for that in my life. You are the one who gets the glory in the listeners today, in their lives, when you begin to manifest this word in their life, when their personal prophetic words, when their prayers, when all this that they have been wondering, is it way, way, way too late? Will I ever see it? When it begins to come to pass, Lord, you are the one we will honor. Yes, Lord, cause your glory to fall. Let us be the ones that steward and administer that glory as we operate in the marketplaces, the hospitals, the schools, the public locations, wherever you have a strategically placed for such a time as this. Thank you, Lord, and bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, bless you guys, and thank you for listening to this episode of Preparing the Way, the Practical Prophetic. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our show And also please rate and review it on iTunes because your positive review helps us reach more people with our message. And please visit our website at www.starfireministries.org. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter there 
and you can also donate, read our latest articles, and keep up to date with us on all of our social media sites. Well, thanks again, and I'll see you next time.